As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the East End of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4888. Three three to book your appointments now. Wrap it up, fans. What is good? How is everybody feeling tonight? Raptors win. Raptors win. Raptors win. Of course, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this is the Wrap It Up podcast. Thank you to the people who are tuning in live wherever we're streaming. We're streaming all over the place right now. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Why are we all on all these places? Because the Raptors are winning big again. And you, the Raptors fan base, deserves a post-game show. So this is what we got. We got the Wrap It Up post-game show here for you, the fans. The only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. And you know, sometimes I'm joined by my friends and sometimes I'm joined with my friends online. Which is you, the viewer, because this is your show. You guys send in your comments and questions, however you're feeling about this Raptors win as they pull out the victory 109-99 to over the Orlando Magic. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. You can find this podcast in case you were wondering. This is the Wrap It Up podcast, part of the On Blast Podcast Network, which you can find on iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play and YouTube. Like and subscribe in all those places. Or if you're tuning in right now live, thank you for doing that. Like and share. Bless us with the like button. Bless us with the follow button. All that fun stuff. Share it and tell your friends because we, again, are here for you the Raptors fan. So send in your comments and questions because a big part of this show is we want to hear from you, what you guys think from this Raptors victory as they continue to just dominate the bubble. That's what the Raptors are doing right now. They continue to win big. They're winning games. No one can stop them. And it definitely wasn't going to be the Orlando Magic tonight. I can tell you that much. As, again, the Raptors are led by your man's Fred Van Fleet. I mean, I guess they're really led by the backcourt, right? Kyle and Fred have been dominating things from, let's say, the beginning of the bubble. They've just been taking turns. And it kind of reminds me of, if you take it back to NCAA ball, where it's guard play and your point guards are really going to dominate. If you have two good guards, you can really dominate here. Well, Kyle and Fred, there were a lot of questions coming in. Can these two guys really do the job for the Toronto Raptors and lead the way with two small point guards playing in the backcourt. And, I mean, so far, so good. Because these guys have done it again. Kyle flirted with the triple-double tonight as he finished with... Kyle finished with, what, uh, eight points, ten assists, nine rebounds for Kyle. But Fred Van Fleet doing the job as well. 21 points, ten assists for Freddie. Four rebounds, back-to-back big boy games from Freddie. And let's be honest, it's the Orlando Magic. No one was expecting anything crazy from the Orlando Magic, especially after, you know, Jonathan Isaac went down. So we know that they're dealing with some injuries. 
They're dealing with some problems. They're already not like one of the top tier teams in the league, right? They're more of a happy to be there in the bubble type thing, right? So this was a game that the Raptors really needed to, I think, get their bench going. And I think you they accomplished that. Norm Powell didn't have the best game, but it was a better game than what we've seen from Norm so far in the bubble. 14 points from Norm off the bench, 5 of 10. Still missed a bunch of chippies around the rim, but you know that's going to come back around. But this game from the Toronto Raptors kind of sums up their success over the past couple of years. They just come out with so much intensity and defense that most teams can't handle that. Most teams aren't ready for that. They kind of touched on it during the game, uh, just speaking about di speaking to different coaches and how, not surprised, but how the coaches realize no matter what's going on, the Toronto Raptors come out with effort. And that sounds crazy when you're talking about NBA players, but at the end of the day, in reality... Sometimes it's tough to get a little bit motivated night in, night out. The Raptors don't have that problem because as we've discussed time and time again, this is a team, a team that's built on guys who have had to bust their ass to get to where they're at. Nothing was given to any of these guys on this Toronto Raptors team, and that's why night in, night out, they don't have a problem coming out here and just leaving it out all out on the floor. And I know that sounds cliche, but this is a game where... People could look at it as a trap game. You could, you know, look at what's happening to the Lakers right now, right? But the point remains, night in, night out, the Raptors come out and other teams aren't able to match their effort right off the bat. And Orlando was that team tonight. They weren't ready at all. As six Raptors finish in double figures, also proving to just how good this Toronto Raptors team can be when they're sharing the ball, when they're moving the ball around. Freddie led the way with 21, but right after that, you got four out of your five starters in double digits, as Siakam was the next high person with 15 points, Mark Gasol with the solid game, and I think early on, it was pretty key to me, it was very apparent to me anyways, the Raptors made a point of trying to get Mark Gasol involved, or at least he took it upon himself to get some shots up early, and it worked out well. Whether he was shooting threes, whether he was in the post, the point was he was aggressive. And I think every once in a while, not that they forget about Mark, but you need to show that you have that in the arsenal as well. So it was good to see Mark come out and just be aggressive early on. It was really key from that point to see just the Raptors get out on a run like that after Mark struggled and missed a couple easy shots early, but six points, super aggressive, and... The key, too, when you're talking about the Orlando Magic is when you're talking about Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> Vucevic must have nightmares of Marc Gasol because no matter what's going on, he just has nothing <laughs> against the Toronto Raptors. And that continued again in this game as Vucevic struggled, as he always does, seemingly, against Marc Gasol and the Raptors. He's finished with just 12 points, 9 rebounds, but he is 4 of 10 from the floor and a very, like... It's 12 points, but it wasn't not an effective 12 points, right? Like there is not much to that 12 points from Vucevic. And it goes to the same theme as we saw in the playoffs last year. We saw in the earlier regular season matchups. Vucevic has nothing for Mark Gasol. But Gasol came out gunning early. OG continuing to show 
just the moves that he has. My guy was hitting the Raptors, just showing the different arsenal. I mentioned this earlier. OG, I don't know what he was doing. Well, let me rephrase that. I think I know what OG was doing with all the time off. I think he was working on his handle. Because OG did not have these handles at the start of the season. We saw a little bit of development. We saw a little bit more aggressiveness from OG Ananobi. But not what we're seeing now. Bubble OG Ananobi has some handle. His balance is a whole lot better. There'd be times before when you would see him drive to the basket. And he would kind of look like he was out of control. It would look like he would fall down as someone pops up on the Instagram chat and says, OG doesn't fall anymore. But my guy looks super aggressive. His feet work. <laughs> looks really, really good. He's got a little bit of a handle, which he didn't really have. But he's got moves where you're seeing him get the ball on the wing. And he's able to break his guy down off the dribble. Get to the cup and finish around the rim. And if OG Ananobi can add that to his game on a consistent basis, look out NBA. I, I the Lakers pod, we were here with Foots and, and Q, and I was saying I'm, I'm known, our regulars will know, I'm known to pump the brakes on the OG gas because I feel like people are always a little bit too hype in regards to OG and throwing around the Kawhi talks and all that stuff. I got to be honest here, what's happening right now, I'm super excited to see where this guy goes next because the next thing, again, is just consistency because all he's doing now is just adding little pieces to his game. And you know the defense is there. He had a couple possessions earlier where he was switching off onto the point guard and the point guard just looked shook. Augustine looked shook and had to like give the ball away quickly because OG was locking him up. So we know the defense is there. We've known that. We've seen the three-point shot develop, and he's got that. He's not afraid to take that wide-open three-pointer anymore, right? We know that from OG's game. We see it on a regular. But now, if he's able to up-fake and take a guy off the bounce, compile that or add that to the fact that, you know, you see this with the, the camaraderie that this Raptors team has or the chemistry that this team has, OG is very quick to be cut into the basket anytime he sees Kyle or Fred drive. He knows they're not always going to be driving to try to score themselves. So OG knows, hey, if I cut, chances are I can get the ball. And when he gets the ball, he knows how to finish. But it's just seeing him super aggressive. Before I would get nervous when I would see OG kind of try to take the ball on an ISO. Not anymore. Now you see OG getting the ball. There's a play, sorry, there's a play we got to talk about because it involves your man's Terrence Ross, who I kind of felt bad because it seemed like Terrence Ross was all up in his feelings in this game. And there's part of me that doesn't blame him because he has to feel some type of way because you know he loved Toronto and seeing what happened in Toronto the last few years with the deep playoff runs and then obviously the championship. If you're Terrence Ross, there's part of you that that has to burn you just a little bit, right? That you didn't get, you didn't get to experience that, but you knew what was capable because, you know, I'll say this, T. Ross did enjoy himself in the city. So he seemed a little salty at points in this game. But the reason I bring up T. Ross is because there was a play that I don't know if I would have seen or how many times we've seen from OG before, where OG called for the ball, got the ball, 
looked at Terrence Ross and just bullied him to the basket for what could have been called an N1. They didn't call it an N1. But either way, I'm looking at that and thinking, oh man, oh man. <laughs> like if, I, I don't know. I'm trying to remain calm because this is such a weird situation. You're talking about a bubble. You're talking about the restart to the NBA season. There's been how many months off since the last game. Who knows what other guys were doing. You know, you're going to have some guys who dedicated themselves to trying to add to their games. Then you probably had guys who were dedicating themselves to the buffet. Who knows, right? So it's really tough to gauge what's going on right now and what that means going forward. But with that said, I'm enjoying the hell out of what's going on right now in terms of OG Ananobi and his development right now. And this Raptors team tonight gave you a glimpse of when things are good, what it looks like. It's balanced scoring attack. It's playing solid defense. I mean, after the end of the first quarter, the Raptors led 26 to 11. They gave up 11 first quarter points. 11 first quarter points. An NBA team scored 11 points in an entire first quarter. That's serious, serious defense. But to prove the point of why that matters so much to the Raptors is because when they play defense, it allows them to get into transition and run and get easier baskets. Because the other big part of all this was the Raptors were able to score points in the paint. And 16 of their first 26 points in that first quarter came in the po- came in the paint. And that's coming from you're turning your defense into offense, but then your offense, the ball movement is crispy. You're passing the ball around. You're giving up a good shot for a great shot. And we saw that from the Raptors. That started them out to a good lead. And the Raptors defense, which you got to remember, held the Lakers and Heat, two pretty damn good teams in the NBA, held both of those teams to 39% shooting then comes out to hold Orlando to 25% shooting in the first quarter and just 11 points. Right then and there, I was like, okay, jam done. This game's over. Is there a mercy rule that they should have in the bubble? Because it was apparent earlier, Orlando wasn't ready. And the Raptors, for the most part, you could see what was going on with the Raps, but you kind of knew that at the end of the day, what the Raptors were were looking at, what, what was going on with the Raps was... It was just over. It was over. This was a game that they came out and they were ready for, but I can't really say that I could look at Orlando and say that they were ready for this game because I I really don't think they were. It just wasn't... They didn't match the intensity. And, And I'm not knocking them because, again, Orlando's not the only team to have that happen to them, right? The Raptors do this to a lot of... They did it to the Lakers on Saturday, right? They just come out with an intensity to start the game, and if you don't match it, before you know it, you're getting blown out. And that's what happened. This gem was done after one quarter. Second quarter, uh, you know, Terrence Ross came off the bench, and he, I mentioned, he was cheesed early. He got a tee. He's throwing his mouth guard. He's frustrated. Just not a good look at all. And the ball movement from the Raps, extending their lead, getting out to a run, I mentioned the points in the paint to start the game in that second quarter. 30 of their first 45 points in the entire game was in the paint. That just tells you the ball movement is there and you're getting easy baskets. And when that's happening and you're combining that with your defense, 
most teams aren't going to beat the Raptors and the Orlando Magic definitely aren't going to beat the Raptors. And the paint, when you're, when you're dominating the paint that much, in turn, what happens after that? Well, you open up the three-point shots. And that's really where the lead is extended for the Toronto Raptors. And Kyle Lowry and Freddie were knocking down threes. Gasol was still feeling himself hitting threes. And next thing you knew, in the second quarter, the Toronto Raptors found themselves up by 20 points. 20 points. Jam was done at halftime. 55-35 at the half. And Orlando tried to get some run going in the second half. They, you know... They made a bit of a run, right? They got out to a 9-0 run to start the half. There's an Aaron Gordon play where he went up for a dunk, and Kyle didn't let him get the dunk, and Aaron Gordon wasn't happy. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to that a little later because I think someone might have a little question about that, but I'll bring it up now and ask you guys, what did you think of that play by Kyle Lowry? Did you think it was a dirty play, or were you okay with that? Because I got thoughts on that. And, I mean, Aaron Gordon had to leave the game with left hamstring tightness, and T. Ross came in, hit a couple shots, made the game a little close. But under no circumstances did I think the Raptors were going to lose this game. I don't think the Raptors thought they were going to lose this game. I don't think you guys, Raptors fans, thought that they were going to lose this game. And you know what? They didn't lose the game. <laughs> they come out victorious 109-99, to winning their third straight game in this NBA restart. And when you compile, one thing that's kind of bad about the break and coming back, even though the Raptors have continued to play well, you almost forget the run that they've been on for the entire season. And they mentioned it during the broadcast, dating back to January 15th, the Toronto Raptors record is 24 and four, leads the entire NBA. That's legit. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's just, you're having a dominant season. You guys came back on a mission. They came back with the focus. They came back with a chip on their shoulder to prove last year was more than just Kawhi. You know, we're, we're still here. We're still here. I kind of think that's what this season has been about. And we're seeing it from everybody. Freddie's trying to get that bag. Pascal's trying to live up to his max money. Kyle's trying to solidify his legacy as that dude in Toronto. And all of these things are happening. Nick Nurse is, is showing that he is a legit NBA coach. I was listening to Simmons earlier this week, Simmons and Rosillo, and they were talking about how hearing them talk about Nick Nurse being the best coach in the NBA. This is why, sorry, I'm bouncing around a bit here. But this is why when I, I, I tweeted earlier a couple of days ago about people talking about the Raptors don't get enough respect in the U.S. I'm like the people who say that, I don't think you're actually paying attention enough to what people are saying in the U.S. <laughs> because I don't know if you want every single NBA pundit in the U.S. to be saying the Raptors are going to repeat as champions. I don't know if that's what you want. But there are more than enough people giving the Raptors their due. And... That doesn't stop now, especially with them on the run that they're currently on. Again, best record in the NBA since January 15th at 24-4. and four. That's just work. That's just work. And at the end of the day, you look at those numbers, and where does it end for the Toronto Raptors? Because you got to think, they got a couple more tough games before, I mean, Boston's a big game. That'll be a nice game. 
Friday night against the Celtics. But in terms of what this means going forward as we get to the playoffs, I just like this sign because it shows that they're ready. It shows that they stayed ready during the during the, the what happened when the NBA shut down. And that's a big deal because, you know, <laughs> use this reference all the time when you're, when we were talking about, uh, what was it? Oh, it was Bomani Jones talking about the Batista and Rugnet Odor fight, right? And he said, Batista was trying to get ready, but Odor stays ready, right? Does that make sense? Batista was trying to get ready, but Odor stayed ready. Well, the reason I bring that up is because other teams are getting ready right now, but clearly the Raptors have stayed ready since the NBA shut down in March because they've come out and they slapped up the Lakers, the Lakers, LeBron and the Lakers. And as a Raptors fan base, I know you guys all got to appreciate the fact of any time the Raptors lay the smackdown to a team led by LeBron James, that means something. So that's a big deal. The Miami Heat, a team that they've had trouble with this season. Jimmy Butler, a guy that the Raptors have had trouble with over the past few years, regardless of what jersey he's put on. And the Raptors dummy them as well. A solid, convincing win against the Heat. And then you come out in this game, which could be the trap game, as you look ahead to Orlando. Nope, no trap at all. They run them out of the gym, 20-point lead by halftime. These guys are focused. Again, everyone else in the NBA is trying to get ready, but clearly the Raptors have stayed ready. It's just incredible to watch, and I hope they can keep this up. I really hope they can keep this up. So I want to see what happens Friday against the Celtics because that's another show-me game. And really, it's just this game uh, against Orlando and I think Memphis, but every other game is kind of, you know, all right, let, let's see what's up type of games, right? You're talking Miami, you're talking the Lakers, you're talking the Sixers, you're talking the Bucks. Those are big games that are going to tell you just exactly where teams are at. So I'm excited because how can you not be watching this team fire on all cylinders and just show that I don't think anyone thought it was a fluke because we they played the majority of the season already. But 24 and four since January 15th, leading the NBA, like that's a that's a very big sample size of you being the best team in the NBA. So great to see. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander. Shout to you guys for tuning into this, the Wrap It Up podcast, streaming live on Instagram, streaming live on Twitter, streaming live on Facebook, streaming live on YouTube. Huge shouts to everyone. I see the chats. I'm about to get to the comments momentarily. Appreciate all of you guys for watching wherever you are watching right now. And also, in case you ever miss the podcast, just know you can get it afterwards on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and of course on YouTube. Like and subscribe at all those places. And you can get your Wrap It Up fix. Again, Wrap It Up, part of the On Blast podcast network. Let's get to some comments for sure, though, as all of these chat rooms are filled. So I'll try to bounce around to all of them and get some comments. You know what? I'm going to start off with my uh, Instagram people because the Instagram people are, have been the riders. They've been the ones here from day one. The regulars rocking with me here on the Wrap It Up pod. 
uh, two ply gal. <laughs> That's a great name, by the way. Says OG telling Surge this is art. Yes, OG. OG is art right now. The way that he's playing, it's crazy. That guy Damone asked, "Where did OG get those handles from?" I don't know if OG and Phil Handy have still been doing work. I don't know. Phil Handy, if you remember, is now with the Lakers, but he was a Raptors skills coach last year. And one of his things is, you know, ball handling and, and balance and all that stuff. If you follow him on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see a lot of the posts. He does a lot of work with just a lot of kids and a lot of NBA players as well. But I don't know if he did work with OG last year, but the development in OG's game over the past year has been a thing of beauty or art, I guess I should say. Um, another comment here. OG tried... OG's tired of us talking shit about him. Hashtag bullying works. <laughs> laughing my ass off. Well played. Well played. Uh, Glow Girl Smile says, OG always was good defensively, but now he's got the offense. His offense is more developed. Uh, <laughs> very true. And checks in and says, T-Ross was having a bitch fit. <laughs> he threw his mouth guard having a tantrum. Poor guy. But again, I feel sorry for T-Ross. Right? Like, there's part... I shouldn't say I feel sorry for him. There's part of me that feels sorry for T-Ross. Right? Like, he looked at what happened to the Raptors, and he's thinking, oh, man, like, couldn't I be there while this happened? You know he's got to be salty about that. He has feelings. He has feelings, right? Alex checks in and says, Raptors have the best defense in the NBA, in my opinion. Bucks are great, but I think the Raptors are more adaptable and creative on D. Um... I agree. Well, statistics show that the Raptors and Lakers, excuse me, are the two best te defensive teams in the league. And history, if we go back to last year's playoffs, we know that Nick Nurse shows that he is the most creative defensive coach there is in the league. The way that he was able to come up with the scheme to slow down Giannis, the way that he came up with schemes to slow down Steph Curry in the finals. So add that to the fact that he has a roster of dudes that are willing to lay it on the line and bust their ass on defense because all coaches are coaching defense, right? Like I'm sure even Mike D'Antoni, if you watch the Rockets game, I bet you he tries to coach defense, but it's about want. Defense is effort. And if you have guys who are committed to giving effort on the defensive end, that's what matters the most. And clearly the Raptors have a team that does that. It's just incredible. Let's go over to Twitter. And there's a comment here that says, I love our starters. And although Surge and Norm sparked tonight, I'm a little worried about our bench. Um, I can't say I'm worried because here, you know, as much as I just said, hey, the Raptors stayed ready as a team, like as Freddie and Kyle and Pascal, and of course, Mark, who's looking like a, a runway model with his physique nowadays. But as much as those guys stayed ready, you got to keep it, you got to keep it a buck and realize it's not going to be everybody like that. And starters, you're starting the game. You're, 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 the ball's tipped up and you're going. Bench guys, it might take you a little bit longer to get into a groove and get used to coming off the bench, but not being hyped up by the crowd, right? Like, so I'm not really worried yet. And I really like what Nick Nurse said. Um, they played the clip during the game, but Nick Nurse said that 
he's not worried about Norm because Norm's doing the right things. He's taking the right shots. He's just missing chippy layups. And you know he's not always going to do that. So that tells me with time, as long as he continues to be doing this the, the right things, Norm's going to be fine. I'm not really worried about that. I think that's okay. Uh, Linda says, they don't forget it's Mark. Mark is happy setting guys up. Kyle and Fred, they encourage Mark to stay aggressive. <laughs> uh, that's a great comment. I, I, I totally agree with that. And they, I feel like the Raptors do a really good job as well as noticing when they need to let certain guys cook. So sometimes you need to let Pascal cook. Sometimes you need to, you know, give the ball to Mark early on and say, hey, Mark, let's let's get you some buckets early. Right. Let's see how things are going. So that's really cool to see so far. And they, they've continuously done that. They share the ball. And that's what happens when you have unselfish guys, a team that is bought into everybody. That's that's huge. It's massive. Sticking with Twitter here, more comments. Nick Nurse and Masai forever. Can't argue with that. Uh, another comment. The Lebronto days are over. Hope we face him in the finals. Raps in five. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, I like your energy. I like your hypeness, but there's a long ways to go before we get there. But I hear you. But I hear you. Uh, Raptor Homer checks in and says, nice to watch you live on YouTube. Cool. Really appreciate that. However you guys watch, I appreciate it. Uh, here's a comment. Can't wait for OG versus Tatum. And... We talked about this a bit. Tatum's a little bit different because obviously Tatum had a really good year. He had spurts where he looked like the potential for Tatum to, to really have a glow up was legit. But we're talking about the fact of Kuzma and some other guys just around the league and how much press those guys kind of get as opposed to even Siakam, much less OG. But Tatum's going to be an interesting one. Because we're hearing a lot about Jason Tatum taking that next level. And that matchup, Jalen Brown and Tatum against Siakam and OG, I can't wait for that. As a basketball fan, forget about being a Raptors fan. If I'm a basketball fan, that's legit. That's four of, you know, four of the most talented young swingmen going at each other. That's going to be great. Two of the top teams in the East. Can't wait for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Linda says the media is saying that now because they are guilty. They didn't give the Raptors the credit they deserve. See, I, I'm i going to correct you here because all those guys picked the Raptors to make the finals before the bubble started. It was Wilbon. It was Charles Barkley. It was Kendrick Perkins. Perk's been on the Raptors since last year. Mark Spears, Mark Spears comes on our show, Tim and Sid, all the time, and he, he's been a Raptors guy for a while. Like, again, there's a lot of American American media out there, and I know that Stephen A. Smith probably is the loudest. No, sorry, let me rephrase that. Stephen A. Smith is the loudest, and so people use him as a representation of the U.S. media. But I urge you to search and find out that there's more to basketball coverage. And you know what? I might even urge you to search more and find Canadian media. I know it's hard to find because this is hockey land and everything is hockey, 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 especially right now because 
you know, hockey playoffs are going on. There's so many Canadian teams involved. So it's tough to find the basketball coverage. But with this thing called the internet, you can search for what you want if you really want it. And there's basketball coverage out there. And hey, you've already started because you're listening to this. <laughs> and we appreciate that. So really appreciate all the comments that are here on Twitter as well. And don't worry, I'm bouncing around everywhere. I'm going to get comments from every single chat group because I really appreciate all you guys and girls tuning in, men and women, everybody tuning in to watch this podcast on your Toronto Raptors. Um, more comments. Watch them grow up from the bench and the G League to running the East. It's it's really great when you think of Siakam, OG, Freddie, that core, Messiah to God. And I bring this up every time they play the Orlando Magic because the Orlando Magic are a team that have had top five picks, right? Mo Bamba, right, is a high pick. Aaron Gordon is a high pick. Masai's out here doing this with Fred Van Fleet undrafted, with Norman Powell second round, Siakam picked in the 20s, OG picked in the 20s, like, you got to give credit where credit's due. And I'm I'm going to big up Masai and Bobby Webster in the whole scouting department every chance I get. But I use the reminders of when they play these teams that are perennially in the lottery, like the Orlando Magic, and they can't figure it out. And the Raptors have lapped them. So, yeah, Siakam, OG, Freddie might be setting up the next dynasty, as someone says, that chair one says on Twitter. It's, it's crazy, and we've gotten a chance to watch them go from the G League to the bench mob to now the starting mob, <laughs> and it's it's great to watch. It is actually great to watch. Let me switch over here to YouTube. Bunch of comments here in the YouTube page already. Shouts to my guy Jeff Berg. Jeff Berg's one of our originals who's always been rocking with us on the Wrap It Up podcast as well, tuning into the post games on YouTube. So glad that you're able to tune in live. Um, huge shouts to you. Matt checks in and says, Pascal got me nervous, but Freddie looks ready. Fred Van Fleet. I said I'm not ready to have the conversation yet about is Freddie getting the bag because it's going to depend a lot on what happens in the playoffs. But damn, Fred Van Fleet looks good. <laughs> Again, Freddie with 21 points, 10 assists in this game. This after his career high, what, 36 in the last game against the Heat? Freddie's doing it. But as always, like I always say, as you keep going along and you keep climbing next levels in the NBA, the difference between good and great is consistency. So Freddie's done it two games in a row. Can he do it for this whole time in the bubble? Because that's going to be tough for anybody to do it consistently. Heck, Anthony Davis hasn't been able to do it consistently in the bubble. So this is going to be weird, but we're going to enjoy watching it for sure. Uh, Not Famous 81 says, hopefully the Raptors can clinch that second spot against the Celtics on Friday. That's huge. Clinching the second spot is huge because that would mean that you're most likely going to end up playing either the Brooklyn Nets or this Orlando Magic team. And he'd much rather face that team than having to face the Sixers, right? So that's a big deal. That really matters. Huge game against the Celtics. And to be honest, I think the Raptors are in a pretty good spot 
You know, it's not necessarily a must win against the Celtics, but it's still a big game because you kind of want to make a statement for sure. Uh, more comments. What up, Sheldon? Nice to see you've expanded the YouTube live platform. Thank you. Appreciate that. We're, we're just trying stuff here. As I always say, unpolished and unapologetic, right? That's that's real spit. That's what we do here. We're just trying stuff, see what works, see what doesn't. But most importantly, just want to create a space where we can discuss Raptors games as Raptors fans. And hear the comments from you, the people. Uh, Pastor Wesley says, this should have been an easy 30 for Siakam with AG and Isaac out. Should we be concerned? Uh, no. I'm not concerned with Pascal because I think what's going on now is you're seeing a bunch of different things happening at the same time, right? You're seeing Freddie work his way back in. You're seeing Kyle coming out gunning and Kyle really being aggressive with his shot. You saw them start the game trying to get Gasol really involved. So Pascal has kind of been sitting back, trying to pick his spots, not really looking great, but kind of letting other guys cook at this point. So I'm not really worried about him yet, but I will say you do want to see what happens in this matchup on Friday against the Celtics because no matter what we're talking about here, once it comes to the big boy games of the playoffs, it's going to undoubtedly come down to your best players. And as much as I love to remind people, I know that the NBA Finals, a lot of other people had great series, right? Freddie had great closeout games. Pascal had a great NBA Finals. Kyle had a good series and especially a great Game 6. But again, Kawhi Leonard was walking on one leg and put up 28-10 and 10 in the NBA Finals, right? Why? Because that's what your best players do in the playoffs. So are the Raptors going to be able to rely on everybody? Or does one person have to step up and say, hey, I'm going to be the one that's going to consistently, you can pencil me in for 25 a night. Is that going to be Siakam? Is that going to be Kyle? Is that going to be Fred? I don't know. But I'm super excited to see what's going to happen next. And we get a glimpse. We get a glimpse for sure against the Boston Celtics on Friday. Uh, another comment here about Pascal on the YouTube. Um... The town hero says, you worried about Pascal seeming trying to force his offense the last couple games, like at the beginning of the season, it seems like he's trying to go for 30 and it's not making, he's not making the smartest plays. Again, I'm not worried as mentioned, right? Like this is such a tough position for everyone to be in and the Raptors as a team, one thing that really benefited them coming out in this position where you're in a bubble and your NBA is restarting is that they play defense and when all else fails, defense wins. So they do that. And then offensively, they fall back on a system that revolves around ball movement. And when you do those two things and other teams are still trying to figure out what's going on, figure out how to get back into the flow that favors the Raptors. So here we are. And they're off to a good start. I'm not really worried about Pascal. We're going to find out the next few games. And if, you know, he's really struggling and the Raptors start losing some of those games. Not that you're going to be worried, but you got to see how those things play out. Because right now, it's all right. So, again, Friday, they play the Celtics. Sunday, they're, they play Memphis. And then a back-to-back, -back, 
Sunday against Memphis, Monday against the Bucks. We all know what that means. So those are the games that if you're Siakam, you got to know that that's a game that you got to step up and, and bring it. Bring it in that game. So if he struggles then, okay, we can have we can be having a different conversation. Against Orlando when it was a 20-point blowout at halftime, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about that. But huge shout to the YouTube live crew, man. You guys are really here. Like, so many comments in the YouTube right now. Really appreciate you guys and gals for tuning in and sending your comments. Uh, here's a question from Francis asking, Anyone else notice the Raptors experimenting a bit of points Rondé? Think that's the first time I saw it? Uh, I don't think that's an experiment. I think that's just Rondé grabbing the rebound and trying to lead the break. <laughs> Um, another comment here, Tim Legler, Jay Williams, even Stephen A have been bigging up the Raptors over the past few days on ESPN for sure. And now the momentum's coming, right? Once you beat the Lakers in that first game, which I think I saw was one of the highest rated regular season games on ESPN, that Raptors Lakers game. But once you do something like that on that stage, you get people's attention again. Anytime you slap up LeBron James, that's a big deal. But again, they slap up. <laughs> I keep saying, but again, I got to stop doing that. But unpolished and unapologetic, right? So the Raptors win 109-99 against the Orlando Magic. Huge game. And again, Fred Van Fleet is your player of the game as he finishes with 21 points and 10 assists. Fred Van Fleet continuing to... Just ball out for this Toronto Raptors team. That's back-to-back -back big boy games from Freddie. Leading the charge for this squad as, you know, when you talk about contract time, Fred Van Fleet right now, I mean, <laughs> if you're giving him the bag right now, he's definitely getting it. Coming off 36 points, a career high, 36 points against the Heat. Follows that up with 21 and 10. I mean, those assist numbers are up there so far as a return into the bubble. And the Raptors offense, just the free flow, the ball sharing, everything just seems to be working well right now for Freddie and for the Toronto Raptors as they dummy the Orlando Magic yet again. Before we wrap up, though, I did say I wanted to ask you guys, or I was going to tell you guys what I thought about the Kyle Lowry foul on Aaron Gordon. And to me, it's pretty simple. I don't think it was a dirty play. I just think that, it's what they call a dirty play in this era of the NBA, right? So I'll read this comment first before I tell you guys what I think. But in Instagram, uh, Jen, sorry, I, I'm, I don't want to mispronounce your name, but I'm going to read the comment. Says, he didn't intend to hurt him. It was, AG was fine. I don't think it requires slandering Lowry to try to say that he's a dirty player. I agree. I don't think it was a dirty play. Um, Austin says Lowry's foul on Gordon was just a normal, every kind of foul. I agree. Um, here's my thing. I just think that another comment, Glow Girl Smile says Lowry went for the ball, not a dirty play. <laughs> By Noir says Lowry gave him a quote, I have a ring foul, we the champs. I like that. Diversified Youth says no easy baskets. I agree with that. I think in this NBA where everything is a touch is a flagrant foul, 
where they have to at least review a flagrant foul, then it's a quote-unquote dirty play because Lowry's not blocking his shot. So when he swipes, he knows he's not swiping at the ball. He's swiping at the body, but it's no easy baskets. And so Aaron Gordon wasn't happy with it, but, you know, to me, it's just Lowry telling him, I'm not letting you dunk it. And that's okay. There was an era of basketball in which that was a thing. I mean, heck, we're not that far removed from where everyone was watching The Last Dance, right? Guys weren't letting you drive down the lane and throw down dunks like we see in this NBA all the time. But Aaron Gordon is used to that. But not against the Raptors and not against Kyle Lowry. So, no, I don't think that it was a dirty play. He's just not letting him dunk. And not letting someone dunk is something that doesn't happen often in this modern NBA. I'll just say that. Not going to try to sit here and sound like the old man get off my lawn, but I think you know where I'm going with that, right? Um, more pe- Most people, I mean, I'm listening to Raptors fans, so of course they're not going to think that it's a dirty play, but hey, thanks guys for all the comments, whether you are on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or Twitter. Huge shouts. So many comments in the chat, and I love how you guys have your own conversations in the chats as well that I can jump into and feed off of because sometimes I'm here with Q, sometimes I'm here with Bellamo, sometimes I'm here with Foots, but I'm always here with you guys. And so even when I seemingly you see me alone on camera, I'm not alone because you guys are here with your comments and questions because why we the North? And the Raptors fan base is here, and the Raptors fan base will be heard because they are loud, they're passionate, and they should be. Why? Because, again, the Toronto Raptors are the defending NBA champs. If I could get up and reach the shirt right now, I would reach over for it, but I think you might see it in one of the other things we had, but it's a shirt that says, if you're reading this, if you remember the Drake uh, album, if you're reading this, Right? You know, you know those shirts? You know what I'm talking about, the lettering. We got shirts that says that say, if you're reading this, we still champs. Those are coming soon. Keep your eyes out for that. Know they're coming. And we'll get you some of those soon. But just know. Raptors fan base is here. We're loud. We're passionate. And bubble or not, this is big. So enjoy this season. Enjoy this podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Again, we'll be live after each and every Toronto Raptors game. Streaming now live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And if you ever miss that, just know that you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and of course YouTube. So please like and subscribe. Tell your friends all that fun stuff because we are here as your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps Post Game Show. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Boom, blast.